Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. A little bit later on in our show, I've we'll opened phones, uh, but we're going to start out with a guest this morning. Uh, and uh, first, we have to announce our good sponsor, which now, is who would that be? Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, no. You're kidding. It's a family owned dealership <laughs> since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And not ironically, the very same sponsor of our Steve Jones show that's on in the afternoon. So we have Steve Jones on the line. I can understand them sponsoring Steve, but to stick with us for 15 years? (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, the cancel culture has an impact on them, thank heaven. Morning, Steve. Good Good morning, morning, Joe. Joe, Mark, great to be with you. Good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Steve's the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions radio broadcast and also Penn State adjunct faculty, strangely enough, uh, helping to teach sportscasting and sports coverage uh, to students. And really, I know from uh, one student who graduated from your class, you really make the young people think, and well, make the people think. I guess you got all ages these days, but uh, uh, you 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 ask a lot more questions, and you just sit up there and harp about stuff, and that's uh, fantastic. So right. we sit here and harp about stuff, right? So he <laughs> doesn't have to do that. <laughs> Very experienced sportscaster. What you just passed? A, what is it? A forty-year milestone of uh, broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be my 41st season coming up. So isn't that something uh, good for it, you? It's uh, I was I was on I was a guest on Sirius XM, and they they brought it up, and I said, yeah, I said, no job advancement, haven't you know gone anywhere, you know. <laughs> they laughed, they laughed about it, but you know, it's 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 a compliment, I guess, that I've been here for this long, so. Steve, you could have been somebody. That's all we're going to say <laughs> right. about that. Yes, could well, have been, you, yes. And you followed a guy with great longevity, too. Yes, Fran Fisher, Fran Fisher. who I thought the absolute world of and uh, was great to me and really set the tone for all of us in broadcasting Penn yeah. State. So, to me you know, too. Fran's very, very special. Yep, he was a dear old friend. Well, Miss Fran. we just lost Vin Scully, so it had to be. Uh, we heard your show this week, so definitely another individual you looked up to uh, over the years. So, well, one of the things I've been listening to your show, and you've been talking about the expansion of the Big Ten and the Live, am I saying that right? Live Golf Tour? Yes, okay, it, is, live. Okay. it is Live. Yep. All right, well, first of all, why Live? Is it named after a woman named Live? <laughs> why? Does that I ex- have no, I have no idea where Greg Norman came up with the name, uh, but he's the uh, heart and soul behind it, and Saudi Arabia is the money behind it, and the money is phenomenal. Uh, Hedrick Stenson just won the Bedminster tournament at Trump Bedminster, and he won four million dollars for the tournament. I mean, the guy that finished in last won one hundred and twenty thousand. 
Wow. I mean, you just go out and just swing the club, and they give you a check for six figures. Okay, great. Well, Kevin, the suit up in the corner office says "Live" is the Roman numerals L-I-V, which is fifty-four, and that's the number of uh, strokes if you somehow hit a, per- oh. a perfect. Uh, oh, good. Uh, so that's where that comes from. Okay. But Steve, are they are they trying to the Saudis trying to re- rehabilitate themselves here? Is it working? I mean, you you cover all these sports angles. What are they getting out of this? Well, Joe, what they're doing is what they refer to as sports washing, and you and I both know that over the uh, over our lifetime that there have been governments that have done exactly that. Ironically, we are doing this interview on the 86th anniversary of Jesse Owens winning the long jump at the Berlin Olympics. Well, the Berlin Olympics were an example of sports washing in 1936. We know what the Soviet Union and East Germany did, trying to show the world the superiority of their system. Uh, through sports, and China's been doing the same thing. Well, for Liv, the same thing. They're throwing their money in there and putting together an alternate universe golf uh, circuit to the PGA for exactly the same thing to uh, make, obviously, them look much, much better. There's no question about that. And the players who are getting, let's face it, uh, they offer you $100 million dollars you know, I don't know what your what your ideology happens to be, but it sure is tempting <laughs> uh, yeah. to sit there and look at. It, especially if you're an, a lot of these guys have been older players that have gone over, yeah, like Mickelson. and they're getting financial security. Yeah, Mickelson, uh, Henrik Stenson's an older player. I mean, there's a lot of older like Sergio Garcia. A lot of them are older players now. Some are in their prime, like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed. Uh, but the money is overwhelming. And the PGA, and they're splitting the PGA, obviously, and that's what it's doing. And and you mentioned the suit. The suit loves auto racing. <laughs> this to me is the equivalent of what Cart did with IRL racing back in the what 80s and 90s, where Mario Andretti for years didn't run the Indy 500 because Cart had split away from IndyCar racing, and. To be honest with you, that circuit never recovered from it, and that's what the PGA has to worry about, that golf might not recover from the split. I was going to go back a little further and say it was reminiscent of the old AFL and AFC-NFC clashes in the late 60s or somewhere in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Are, are you? Do you think that the live people are hoping to... Uh, form a, a joint venture with the PGA, or do they just want to kill the PGA? And, and I know that Mickelson and some others have filed a lawsuit against their suspensions from the PGA. It's an antitrust lawsuit that they filed against the PGA. What they need to do is to come to a compromise where, look, if you play the minimum 15 tournaments, which is the minimum you have to play in the PGA to keep your card and to qualify for the Ryder Cup and so forth, I think they ought to let them do that because you already get exemptions on the PGA Tour to play certain parts of the world. That's why for years you've heard several players, including Tiger Woods, playing in Dubai. They applied for and got an exemption to do that. Uh, and this, you know, they need to come to some sort of compromise and not draw the line in the sand because I think they're going to do more damage to golf in the end. And it's not as if the PGA Tour itself. You know, they've taken a lot of money, for example, from China over the years, and they've been trying to make more inroads into China. Well, you know, that's, you know, you could talk about the Saudi money all you want, but what about that? And nobody talks about it. So you can't be selective when discussing this. Does not the PGA own golf, professional golf? Isn't it theirs to do with what they wish? Is this like a monopoly? 
Well, it can be. Uh, first of all, the four majors, uh, the PGA uh, does not have power over the four majors. The Masters run by Augusta National. The RNA, the Royal and Ancient, runs the Open in, in uh, Great Britain. Uh, the USGA runs the U.S. Open. And believe it or not, the PGA doesn't even run the PGA tournament. It's actually the golf professionals that run the PGA tournament. Uh, the one big tournament that they actually do run, the two that they do run, are the uh, Players' Championship. That's theirs. That's the PGA Tours. And the Ryder Cup are the two big ones that they have control over. But they have been able to have great contracts over the years with various clubs so they can conduct their circuit. And they've got the FedEx Cup Championship coming up, things like that. But uh, they have been the dominant tour over the years, and they've been able to get agreements with the Asian Tour, been able to get agreements with the European Tour to let players cross over. So they've been the dominant one, but uh, now they've gone through suspensions, and by suspending these guys from their cards, the Mickelson, for example, qualifies for everything because he's already in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Well, guess what? <laughs> they told him you can't compete anymore. Okay. That doesn't sound right. I'm curious, where is this money coming from that Liv is throwing around here? I mean, it's not through ticket sales, is it? It's not through sponsorships? No, no it's not through TV either because they're, right now they're, on, uh, they're online. Uh, they don't have a TV contract, uh, which we'll get to with the Big Ten in a moment. Uh, they, um, the, I think it's coming from... I probably the Saudi government, I believe. But that's just a guess on my part, Joe. Well, yeah, they say, they say it's a public investment fund uh, from Saudi Arabia, and it is not uh, uh, wholly privately funded that the government itself of uh, Saudi Arabia kicking in some of the money. But there's also yeah. private uh, oil people and so on involved in this. Okay, so that's the Live Tournament. Well, that's a great explanation. Thank you so yeah, much, because I monitored this. Now, the Big Ten, of course, is a long time yeah. not been 10. Tell us about this expansion, you know, the getting big, a West Coast team involved. big 50 pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't uh, you don't teach your kids through sports, guys. There's going to be 16 teams in the Big Ten and Missouri's in this SEC East. Uh, so uh, this, this, to me, if you were going to expand, it needed to be a home run. Going to Los Angeles and getting USC, which is a major brand, is a home run. And then you bring in UCLA to go with them. And I think that turns out to be a big plus. The idea of expansion is, in the end, the other 14 schools all benefit from it financially. And that's where the TV contract comes in. The TV contract will pay each Big Ten school probably between 80 and $100 million when they announce it. Uh, I, I'm going to guess before Labor Day it's going to be announced. And that's the entire point of doing this. They probably could have had between, I don't know, 65 and 70 per school. They're going to get maybe between 80 and 100 per school because now you get the Los Angeles market to go with the major brands. And people want to see major brands. They're excited about seeing Penn State play USC. They're excited about seeing Penn State play UCLA. And that's what the TV networks are excited about. It's going to be a multi-network package. When it's all said and done, Fox will be the lead. And there probably will be a streaming package that goes with it. If you're wondering about more than 16 schools, there's only one major chip left in the game, and that's Notre Dame. They're the only ones that can take $80 million and make it 90 They're the only ones that can take $100 million and make it 110 
uh, per school. Dennis Dodd put out a report yesterday that aligns with what I've been talking about. Dodd says that the TV networks have told the Big Ten that if they add Cal, Stanford, Washington, and Oregon, it'll decrease everybody's number. They will not increase the number, and nor will they pay the extra 320 to $400 million per year to have them on par with everybody else. They're not going to do it. That's why they're not going to expand beyond 16. Seems like 16 is a magic number then, huh? It's the magic number for now, Joe, and I think the same thing in the Southeastern Conference. There's also a management issue that comes with it, Joe. I mean, how do you, you know, you have to manage not just 16 football schools and 16 basketball schools. You've got to manage men's soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball, softball, baseball. You have to manage all these sports. The more programs you bring in, the more management that you have to have to take care of it to make it work. And I think it becomes not only a money issue, it becomes a management issue as well. Out of curiosity, Steve, can Notre Dame survive as an independent? They can, Joe. They've done it to this point. Uh, I think people think Notre Dame makes like a hundred million from NBC, and they don't. Uh, Penn State will get fifty-four or fifty-five million from the current contract this year. Notre Dame's going to get going to get twenty-two million. Wow! Uh, so people think that Notre Dame is raking in a lot of money from what they do. Number one, they do get to keep all of it. They don't have to share it with anybody. But they have also asked NBC for seventy-five million. Uh, uh, per year for the new contract. Now, whether they get that or not, I don't know. So they're going to have to make some hard and fast choices about where they stand in all of this, even though they value their independence. They may look around, and Father Jenkins will follow Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director. Father Jenkins is always in East, uh, uh, the president of Notre Dame. He has been pretty good about following what, what Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director, wants to do and also what the board of trustees want to do. Steve, you're the only person in the building we can have conversations where we use phrases like only $22 million. <laughs> so, and of course, the, the sports players, the National Football League and uh, Major League Baseball players, of course, far and above that in terms of their salaries annually. Steve, thank you so much yes. for the analysis. We've been listening and I just thought we'd b- b- sort of bring a primer to our audience on these important topics, but we'll keep monitoring the, the important nuances and developments on the Steve Jones Show. Yes, sir. We will. Hey, guys. Great questions, guys. I appreciate it very much. All right. Take thank care, you Steve. so much. That's uh, Steve Jones. Thank you. Voice of the State College Spikes, experienced sportscaster, four decades of sportscasting. Penn State adjunct faculty teaches a class of uh, related to sports announcing at uh, Penn State. Of course, the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lion uh, football. I knew you'd get that in there somewhere. And basketball. <laughs> Football, what? Penn State Nittany Lions basketball well, team. You know, is that the biggest thing that he does? Maybe, but I you just know. never know. He certainly is. Uh, got That's a great pretty big voice. stuff. And just uh, uh, upstanding, uh, moral. Uh, a great guy. Yeah, generous fella, and we really appreciate that. We're going to see him next month when we do the Neil Mertz fundraiser out at Penn's Tavern, and so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I saw so he was going to be broadcasting live there that day. Yep. So the Steve Jones Show, and next week Steve Jones Show going to be live at the Purdy M Tournament, uh, per- Truman Purdy Tournament, Golf Tournament next but week. nobody's going to get uh, $4 million for finishing first in that one. <laughs> well, we don't think so, but, you know, there's a lot of skin in the game. We could invite the Saudi Arabians over 
hard. <laughs> a lot of bucks. Uh, private betting that goes on among players no. at, the, <laughs> at the country club. So, All right, to be continued. Listen, we're going to open up the phones. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We talked about the Live Golf Tournament. One of our good listeners sends me an additional text that says it's 54. LIV is, the, of course, the Roman numerals for 54. 54 is the number, what your score would be if you birdied every hole on an 18-hole tournament, so or 18-hole round of golf. And 54 is the number of rounds or holes for each live tournament. So that's uh, far shorter than the uh, PGA tournaments, much shorter. All right, so 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. Talk to Steve Jones about the Live Golf Tournament and the Big Ten expansion. And now, two weeks ago, we talked about Notre Dame kind of being floating out there as an independent. That's still going on, this idea of, uh, you know, will they join somebody and uh, up the ante in terms of revenue or stay independent? You know, I think... uh, probably both have some advantages and disadvantages. What's your view on all of these topics? 1-800-795-9565. It is an open day. Stan waiting. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Well, I guess congratulations is for Steve Jones for being on the air so long. But my real question is, why should we care about what the golf and the Big Ten do? I haven't quite figured that out. Why should that we care? That is a diversion for things that affect people every day. <laughs> well, if it weren't is that, for, is that why we're supposed to care? Uh, nobody is suggesting that you should care if you don't. But these are big initiatives. They're huge economic initiatives. A lot of young people around here strive big to business. become greater sports people. And, of course, we have some good golfers. We have a, uh, a Bucknell woman that's uh, borderline LPGA now, so that hopefully she'll do well. So uh, sports is is not a big part of your life, but it's you know one tenth to one quarter of other folks' lives. A lot of people follow these things. So Steve Jones, of course, the go-to expert. So we appreciate him taking the time. Fails the Who Cares test at your house. What <laughs> passes the Who Cares test? What's the most important thing going Gun on? control at the Steve house or <laughs> well, the that, Stan that's house. That's a big thing because that affects everyone in this country as far as freedom goes. All right, when when the lefties come after the guns. The way they're coming after them, it will affect everyone if they ever get their desired goal. Okay, their desired goal is to disarm America, and when that happens, everything else will not matter. What you think about anything, because you will be under the control of 
the people in charge. Even though they may be a bunch of low-life scumbags, you will be under their control because you have no way to fight back. That's why it matters. And who, who will these low-life scumbags be exactly that, that are trying to disarm <laughs> America? Right now, they're, they're, they have a big D in front of their name, okay? They're, they're the worst. Now, there are some R's in front of that, too, so I won't say it's not a bipartisan effort on some parts. But what they're trying to do will do nothing to affect crime and, and people using misusing guns illegally, okay? It won't affect it because the only thing laws affect are people that would normally obey laws, okay? The scumbag criminals don't give a hoot what laws are on the books anywhere. Doesn't matter. Because if they did, people wouldn't be dying in by murder. They wouldn't be breaking into people's houses to steal their stuff. They wouldn't be beating them on the street. They wouldn't be driving drunk, would they, if they obeyed the law? So everyone who has a run-in with the law is a scumbag? <laughs> no, just Democrats. <laughs> oh, just Democrats, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, I won't say that. People speed, I speed, and I've had run-ins with the law. You know, minor ones, because, you know, I, when I speed, I know I'm speeding, and when they pull me over, I know it's because I was speeding. Okay, I understand that. But people that go out and beat on other people for no cause, break into their homes and steal their stuff, or even harm them when they go into their homes to steal their stuff, or just outright murder. There's a video online right now. I think it's out in California, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in California. Four guys come back up to a store, convenience store, in a pretty high-priced SUV. They get out with their guns, ARs, by the way, that they shouldn't be having in California because hmm, last time I checked, they couldn't have what they had. Um, let me ask and they you go this and, attempt, and they attempt to rob this guy. Well, the guy fought back. He had a shotgun. And it's quite amusing when the guy runs out, scoring, oh, my God, he's got a gun. He blew my arm off. It's pretty amusing because well, he got exactly what he deserved. I understand mm -hmm. where you're coming from and that this is a very serious issue to you and that sports isn't. But let me ask you this. Isn't it more concerning that people are trying to stop free speech, that they're trying to shut up people that disagree with them? I mean, we have an instance here where Justice Clarence Thomas recently withdrew drew from the class he'd been teaching at George Washington University Law School because the, the mob was demanding he be canceled for his vote on Roe versus Wade. Now, the administration supported him, but he just thought all the trouble and all the all that it was... Now, you're speculating that this is what he thought. Right. You, you don't know what he thought. You know that he withdrew and he said he was unavailable, but you don't know his thoughts. Right, but at the same time, at the same time, Justice Stephen Breyer is going to be teaching a class at Harvard this fall, and no one's protesting that. You know, so well, it, it's trying to shut people left. down that, that we that disagree <clears throat> with us. I mean, that, that to me that is more troubling, and more immediately a concern because there's no bill before Congress now to take people's guns away, or disarm the weapons ban. Pretty much, they want to take away everything. They want they want to eliminate. Let's see, they want to stop the future sales of anything. Okay, that <laughs> relates to semi-automatic firearms, handguns included. But irregardless, I agree with you, Joe, but the First Amendment is a big problem because they are t telling people to shop. They don't want to hear their opinion. But without the Second Amendment, they'll just continue to get away with it, too. The Second protects the First and all the others. 
I okay. thought the first that, protected the, the second. I, I think the first protects the I think second. The third and all protects the, the second and first, and the first helps protect the first. Well, well, the twelfth, they, they, you they can't they ignore the twelfth. each other, then, if that's the way you want to look at it. Search and seizure. Because an unarmed society is no longer citizens; they are subjects, and subjects are at the mercy of the government. All right, we got and you. And I don't stand. want to be at the mercy of the government. Stan, one of our good listeners suggests that you may be paranoid. Paranoid? Nah. I just, I just uh, <laughs> listen to what they say. Right. Okay. I and, and when they tell you that they're going to come after your guns, you should probably believe them. Okay? It's nothing about, there's no paranoia there. That's what they're telling us. I'm more worried about them coming after my right to speak my mind and to say what I believe. That's much and more concerning to me. And I don't disagree with you, Joe. Both of them are important. Okay? That's why they're in the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, it's a lot of it, you know, well, the government is getting involved with restricting your speech because although they hide it because they push it off onto the social media stuff. When the government, you know, and, and that came out of the press secretary, Biden's press secretary, not the current one, well, she may have said some stuff, but the, uh, uh, the previous one about stuff with COVID and how, you know, they're going to, they would like the social media networks to uh, police misinformation. Well, I'm sorry, that's hampering on people's First Amendment rights. Wouldn't you say? Whether you believe what I say or not, it doesn't matter. I still have the right to say it, correct? That's Isn't that how we, this is supposed to go? That should be the way it goes. Okay, but when the government is pushing for social media outlets to police misinformation, as they are, that is restricting on our First Amendment right, and that's coming from the government. Well, look at look okay. at, let's take a look at Mr. Jones, who's... Uh, pretty much in hot water now. I'd say he's about ready yeah. to be boiled in oil. Not Steve Jones. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no. Alex Van, Jones. Alex, yeah. I'm sorry, I Alex know Jones. About. Yeah, you know, so he's he's really put his foot in it, and his lawyers accidentally, or maybe on purpose, send emails, or texts rather, to the opposing side's attorneys that actually prove that Jones lied in court. You know, so... Shouldn't there be some way to stop somebody who comes out with this blatant stuff? Now he admits that Sandy Hook was real. After all those years of saying it was faked with <laughs> faked actors and, and, you know, all this stuff, now suddenly he admits it. But all those years he made money. He cashed in on that. Shouldn't there be some control over him? No. Just free no. speech. No control because the left does it constantly. Free, okay, free, Joe? Free. It has to go both ways. All right, we got you, Stan. So Thank in, you in so the much. Courts, the courts will sue. People will sue, and that's when it gets taken care of, doesn't it? Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right, have a good one. All right, that concludes the Angry Man segment on WKOK's On the Mark program. We'll have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour talking about the Big Ten and everything else. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. He's Joe McGranahan, Mayor of Shemokin Dam. Just a super family man. He's been a public servant in an elected office for the better part of 50 years. Uh, and is uh, he's about to get transferred out of volcanic monitoring for Pima to glacial monitoring, which actually you're going to have to... No, gonna I'm, have... I'm very familiar with fire. Ice and I are not a 
acquainted. So uh, right, you're gonna I'm have to switch volcanoes. Okay, you think? Well, right. I I heard they're gonna reappoint you. So well, just because there was a small volcano over the weekend, I, and I missed it. I'm, that's no reason to cut me out. <laughs> you said you went a couple of days later, <laughs> but see, quick response is famous thing now. So anyway, all right, or, or Pima, yes. But anyway, all right. But Joe, a super great guy, and his favorite. The exclamation is to point to him and yell. Papa, like That's his right. grandkids do. They do. On uh, Although one of them always puts an exclamation point on it. So one of them always uses the word bald in front of it. Oh, <laughs> that's not right. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open now. We're enjoying open phones. We can talk about the important issues of the day. Joe brought in a good one today. We're going to be talking about uh, cancel culture. And so, uh, you know, should you try to squelch any voices out there. Stan talked about uh, the uh, Democrats trying to un, uh, disarm Americans, so we have that behind us. Uh, Steve Jones talked about the Live Tournament and the Big Ten expansion, so maybe you have an observation about those. Or a new topic, one of our listeners sends us a note how China perfectly legally got hold of one of yeah, our this biggest is battery a story. Terrible story. So yeah, NPR did some uh, exploration on this, so we're going to talk about this. How do you know your U.S. government is really officially one and for all terribly broken. We're going to read about that. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines. Statewide and Valley COVID-19 numbers are up. Uh, there's an outbreak all underway at the Federal Penitentiary in Allenwood as well. State Department of Health out with the latest numbers. Just under 25,000 new daily cases in one week. That's about 2,400 more cases than the week before. Locally, 374 new cases reported in the past week. Most of those in Northumberland County. That's about 45 new cases than the week before. We often talk about our broken state government pension systems. Well, the public employees, public school employees' retirement system is busted. But uh, they're off the hook on one of their many misdeeds. The year-long inquiry into the public school employees' retirement system was carried out by the U.S. Department of Justice. It was launched following reports that Peacers miscalculated its investment returns, which resulted in 100,000 teachers in Pennsylvania paying more out of their salaries toward their retirement. There's no word of any possible criminal charges. A second investigation by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is ongoing. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Governor Tom Wolf would like to give some Pennsylvanians, $2,000. How do you know there's a such thing as actual called bread and circuses, Joe? <laughs> well, when your governor says, hey, I got $2,000 for you, if your household income is less than $80,000, uh, he is proposing the Pennsylvania Opportunity Program to help needy families, uh, well, I guess they're families on the margin, child care, job training, broadband, transportation, and after-school programs. Of course, he'll be using the federal dollars uh, to pay for that. And Monica Lewinsky is asking asking Beyonce to drop her name from the lyrics in a song. Beyonce recently said that she would change the lyrics in a song that came out and would drop the word spaz as a reference to an individual with an intellectual disability. Now Monica Lewinsky is asking Beyonce to rewrite an older hit. The song Partition came out in 2013 and references 
Um, ooh, this is CBS. Uh, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton enjoying a form of intimacy. How about that? You wait till you see how they wrote it. It's <laughs> not say, good. What is the <laughs> a certain kind of activity. All right. The lyric references Monica Lewinsky's affair with President Clinton and a certain substance that was found on a certain dress owned by Monica Lewinsky. The former White House intern has had her name mentioned nearly 40 rap songs as well. Are they going to ask Peter, Paul, and Mary to rewrite Blowing in the Wind? <laughs> Lewinsky's initial tweet on the subject got a big reaction from Beyonce fans. Once asked if Lewinsky ever reached out to Beyonce's team in person, she said no. She's only tweeted about it in general. She wants to not be Monica lewinsky uh, in one of the songs. And nobody's asked their fine local restaurant in Sealands Grove and Danville to drop their name either. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> and that's all we'll say about that. I got you, brother. <laughs> all right. Uh, going to go down to Herndon and find out. Uh, let's see. The, is it the Mock Another and angry man segment. The Mock and Tongo phone system down there, is that still the working? Well, yeah, it sure is. The guys were out here uh, re-waxing the string. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works better. The, uh, okay. All the heat had melted it off. You know. mm -hmm. So we should have a pretty Good connection. Good for you. Yeah. Why, something that uh, we, well, I think about, and that is that uh, firearms are really the canary in the coal mine, or we say the right to have them. And one of the things that uh, I don't know whether to really laugh or cry about is when folks like Stan and I are referred to as fascists because the salient trait of the fascist regime is certainly the debarment of arms to its citizenry, is it not? Disarming. I mean, uh, yeah, we have heard that in a couple of countries. Yeah, a couple, right. But who calls you a fascist? What's that? Oh, I've been called that. By whom? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, by a couple kids. Because you'd like to adhere strictly to the Constitution as you interpret it? And yeah, our well, nation interprets it, and the, and the courts interpret it, and, and mm -hmm. the legislature interprets it. Okay, the new one, new one. Now we think about uh, the First Amendment as being freedom of speech, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what is the first right mentioned in the First Amendment? We were always taught speech, press, assembly, religion, and redress, but in reality, it's religion is number one, and. Uh, free exercise thereof. Okay. So when we debar folks from really uh, quoting scripture or whatever, you're really uh, knocking out the First Amendment. Who's preventing people from talking about their religion? Well, well, when you say you don't, it's not supposed to bring religion up at all, you know, like on your program. In, oh, oh, you're talking about on the mark. Okay, you're not talking about schools or courts or businesses no, or no, something no. like that. Well, this no, is no. a private business running a private program and a private uh, show with private individuals at the helm. This is not the town square. This is not the, uh, you know, you uh, speaking to the uh, um, lower Mahanoy Township supervisors. This is, you know, this is a private conversation where we happen to be enjoying. We invite people to participate in it, but we're the arbiters of it. You're arbiters of freedom of speech, right? 
I think you're you're misinterpreting this. We don't tell you what to say, and we don't tell you that topics are off limit. When religion becomes a legitimate topic for discussion because something in the news ties into it, we're perfectly okay with discussing that. But when people start calling in and insulting other people's religions, calling it the great whore of Babylon, and if you don't believe like I do, you're going to hell, and we're going to throw you into the lake of fire, that's not for this program. That's for Sunday morning at the church of your choice, not for okay. this program. Yeah, and this is, when I say open phones, what I mean is an open opportunity to talk about the issues of the day. And so that's the rule you have to live by. You have to call in and discuss, you know, the uh, topics that uh, involve some give and take and some political discourse here. You cannot call in here and say, hey, where our church is having a picnic or our, you know, the boys club is having a church picnic this weekend. We're having hot dogs. It's $10 and say, no, no, you can't cut me off. This is my free opportunity to call in your show and say whatever the heck I please. It's, that's not how it works. You can't really do that. Well, you can do it in the town square, I guess, if you so choose. Yeah, you want to get down to Cameron Park on a soapbox, feel free. Okay, I've been enlightened, so we can Good. say that. Okay. <laughs> right, what else is cooking? Something else, too. We were talking about uh, the America first idea. Mm, yeah, oh. yesterday, yep. Well, to me, it seems like, you know, when two uh, sumos square off, it's worthy opponent. And this is what we're looking out for, our own interests of a worthy opponent, not we're putting anybody down. We are saying that we want to win this. And in order to do that, why, we've got to put ourselves first of a worthy opponent. You know, like when we're looking for... uh, competition in, uh, let's say, a given product, you know, like an automobile or whatever, we look at for ourselves first. Right. And uh, the people who are really me, 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 me first are the pro-deathers. <laughs> pro That's all about me, me, pro me, death. me, me. Oh, pro-death. Okay, pro-death. Okay, yep, yep, gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, personal choice. Yeah, some people think their bodies are theirs and they can do with it that they wish. They can exercise if they want to. They can get fat if they want to. They can do whatever they want. They think their bodies is theirs. But you're here to tell us that that's a falsehood, right? That they're, they're no, no. Okay. With your own body, I often use this analogy. I take my right hand, pull it down, pull over it on my left shoulder, and pull down my favorite 45 auto pistol. <laughs> then aim it in the general direction of your chest and squeeze the trigger twice. I just did with my own body what I wanted to do, right? And that's the way I look at an abortion because right. that isn't your body. Well, that, okay? but that's an opinion, so it doesn't, doesn't, no, no, doesn't hold up. Yeah. So, all okay. right, we got you, Lance. Thank you so much for calling in. You bet. I appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. As I've been uh, rebuked to force to say occasionally, we have nearly open phones <laughs> today. You cannot call in and announce your chicken barbecue this weekend. So, But do send it to the newsroom. I'll add it to uh, our community calendar. All right. we got one call coming in. we got to take a quickie break. I want to tell Joe that uh, the Sunbury Motor Company F-150 Lightning that I ordered for him is no longer on a train. It is uh, now back in the Dearborn 
Warren, Michigan plant and is getting its chips added. I would say we're probably like two weeks away or so, something like that. Uh, but uh, they did come. Taiwan came through with all the new chips that we needed for it, plus two other chips came from California. You'll be happy to know that oh, that was good. just supply chain uh, waiting for those to get here. It has a dozen computer, uh, pretty smart computer chips in it, so they're getting installed. Then that uh, truck's going on a truck, and they're going to truck it here. So and basically anything Joe has, if he has it, a truck brought it. So uh, we invite you to uh, do what I did. Go to the Sunbury Motor Company, order up a brand new Ford in this case, but they can order up a Hyundai or a Kia or any vehicle for your precise specifications. And they also remind you they got an opening in uh, some of the places there. They're looking for experienced technicians, entry level or experience, your very first job related to automotive or sales or light truck service or even heavy truck service and the towing, you name it. You can join a company that's been around for 107 years. You can join literally the hundreds of people who work for the Sunbury Motor Company. They would just love to have you on board as one of their technicians. They would love to have you on board as one of their customers. Uh, The Hyundai Tucson, one of the good reasons to join them. That's like an SUV type thing. Four-cylinder. How about this? 35 miles to the gallon is uh, the highway range area. But if you were to just go exit to exit on the highway, guess what? You'd be in the 40-mile-per-hour range for a luxury small SUV, and uh, you'd be a happy customer of the Sunbury Motor Company. All right. Big issues. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. Joe, read the first paragraph of the uh, good... uh, This is an opinion piece written by uh, Ilya Shapiro on free speech. He said, when Justice Clarence Thomas recently withdrew from the class he'd been teaching at George Washington University Law School, it was the latest example of a poisonous atmosphere in academia that makes it impossible to have a free exchange of ideas. All right. So we have Clarence Thompson. He's on staff teaching at George Washington University, teaching Constitution law uh, after the Roe v. Wade. Primarily students and some staff at GW and some outsiders sign a petition. Uh, 15,000 signatures, I think it's up to now. They have a meltdown and they say he shouldn't be there. He's, you know, he's a bad actor because of this decision and he should be... Uh, but heaven forbid we'd listen to what his opinion is. Right. That would so, be awful. All right, well, to be we need to be woke and we need to stop these people from expressing these terrible ideas that we disagree with. I will tell you why the petitioners are absolutely positively right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> when we return... Turn. 1-800-795-9565. Woke cancellation culture is the subtitle of our discussion. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
All right, we've got a call standing by. We're going to talk about fascism in an email in a moment. And then uh, Clarence Walker. Joseph, what's on your mind? Clarence hey. Walker. Or hey, Clarence Thomas. Morning, <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, uh, I went down and I got a new Kia hybrid off of uh, Austin. I really love it. I'm getting over 40 miles to a gallon. And I heard your advertisement about the uh, that pickup truck. And so I went down yesterday to Ford Motors there, and they didn't have anything like that for... You said it was twenty some thousand. It got thirty miles a gallon. I think it was a Hyundai. Uh, Santa Fe. Hyundai Santa Fe. Hyundai. Uh, uh, I, oh no, Hyundai Santa Cruz. Santa Fe. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. This it, was yesterday's news. Sure, uh, it's not Santa Claus. It might be. <laughs> well, yeah, Santa Cruz. Santa, Santa Cruz. Claus, I wouldn't buy it. Yep, twenty-three to thirty-nine thousand dollars. Yeah, they had one. Uh, I no, guess they, they said that. that he didn't know nothing about it. He showed me a couple, but they were over $30,000 there. And I said, well, I didn't want them. They were big, big things, and I didn't really want that. Yeah, price but, range uh, is 23000 to 39000 for the Hyundai Santa Cruz. Pickup. Yeah, yeah, it's a small pickup. It has a four-foot bed, so you can put like well, a couple. Well, must have been new because he didn't know anything about it. <laughs> oh, at the Kia dealership, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I was at Sunbury Motors over oh, in Sunbury. Oh, you were the wrong place. You were in the wrong place. Yeah, you got it. The, the Hyundai is a separate building, but they should have at least done absolutely positively everything that they can no, do. No, he had Hyundai pickup trucks there. Yeah. Uh, short bed, but he didn't have what you said. The Santa Cruz. Okay. Well, yeah, they had one uh, a couple months ago. I saw it. I didn't sit in it or drive it, but I saw it and thought, hmm, you could probably anyway, put one deer in the back, and that's it. That's not really why I called. Uh well, you were talking earlier about your format and stuff, and, and, you know, I understand what you're talking about, and sometimes I bring up topics, but uh, you were saying about you have the right to go out on the street or something, and, or a soapbox or whatever, and, and speak, right? Mm-hmm. You okay. should. I, I did that in Lewisburg here several, a few years back, and uh, 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 I was in front of a church, and uh, the elder come out, he said, we don't want you, I was passing out tracks. And all I did was offer people a track if they wanted to take it, okay. If they didn't, I didn't harass them. And the elder said, I'm gonna call the police. He said, you can't do that. Well, go ahead, call them. And he called the police, and the policeman come, and well, when he come around the corner, I gave him one, he, he accepted it, and he went and talked to the elder, and he come back to me, he said, uh, you can't do this. <laughs> And it's a public street right in front of uh, what well, was across from the uh, post office there. There's a little church in the basement there. But uh, they stopped me from doing it. Under what theory? Under what theory did they stop you? I mean, the policeman must have given you something. Uh, he said, "No." He said, y- "You're not allowed to pass it out in front of this this guy's building, his church. It's on the sidewalk, public sidewalk." And so then I. Well, I, I got into a discussion with the policeman. Well, I said, okay, what about from that parking meter on the other side of his establishment and this <laughs> parking meter on this side of his establishment? Well, he said, okay, you can do it from there to there, but not in front of his establishment. But that still doesn't cut it, and I did do that then, but why couldn't I walk up the sidewalk and pass out anywhere I wanted to? What I think if, you weren't, if you weren't harassing anybody, I don't see how no, they could I have wasn't. stopped you. I don't do that. I, yeah, I'll, I'm not I'll sure. say, here, yeah, would you like to track if this is pertaining to, et cetera, et cetera. Unless the borough has, unless the borough has a solicitation ordinance, 
Now, did they quote something like that to you? Nope, 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 nope. Just can't, can't, can't. Okay, well, that's right. He allowed me to do it from one parking meter to another, but not in front of that building. But hey, it's, it's, it's all public thoroughfare, you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. they knew you were a hater. A what? A hater. No, I'm just kidding. You called last week and said you weren't a hater. So I yeah, just I, I said, know. Maybe they maybe they thought you well, were. Well, anyway, I, uh, another thing you were talking about, you asked, uh, what's his name? Argues, argues, always argues with you, Chris. Chris yeah, Chris. and we have another call you, coming. You so. asked him a question. He wouldn't answer that question. What, what do you think would be a perfect uh, government or something, remember? No, the question was, uh, define, you, what's your definition of make America gr- great? Right, right, okay. And he wouldn't answer that. Now, I want to know why he wouldn't answer that. <laughs> He'll call in, I'm sure. But I want to know what his definition of make America great would be. All you right. know what I'm saying? Yep, we'll ask him next time you he calls him in. You pushed him on, but he wouldn't answer you. All right, we got you. Thank no. you so anyhow, much. I, what I wanted to say, nope, nope, my nope, definition would be, uh, I guess you would call it communism. Right. Okay. We got in this respect, that so would make America respect. great. No, again. We got we got callers waiting. And we got to go. Thank okay, you so thank much, you. Joseph. Well, thank you, I sir. I wanted to get to explain that. Well, well call, back call tomorrow. Another minute. Yep, tomorrow. Yep. All right. Uh, right. Right hand corner, and then Cindy. Uh, these kids that are calling people fascists are just repeating what they were told to say. My guess is that most of them don't even know what there fascism is. I like this. It's a bundle of sticks. I vote for that one. <laughs> Fascisti. That's what uh, the Italians were. Oh. And it's a bundle of sticks. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I wish you all a cool day. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about two things, and one of them was what I think make America first and make America great means. And it, to me it means that we put our own people first, our own country first. I don't, you know, mow the lawn four yards down and ignore my own. And we've fallen into that trap as a country, I believe. When I read the paper and hear about all the problems in this country, what are we doing meddling in all these other countries in the world? Why are we running 160 bases across the globe? If, If we have all these problems here, this is where our dollars should be going. If we have hungry children here, we should not be sending our money overseas to feed other people's children. They should feed their children. That's what America first means to me. We should be taking care of Americans first. That's what I think. And to that end, I sent you that story about the uh, Energy Department, yet another government debacle. So they invested 15, this is their favorite word, invest, you know. They invested 15 million taxpayer dollars into a group of scientists who invented a new kind of battery. And they were all Americans. That is wonderful. I think that's extraordinary. I think they had a show about this on 60 Minutes that I watched. In the end, they developed a battery about the size of a refrigerator, which you could sit outside your home, charge it using solar power, and run your house off of it and get off the grid. So now you're going to say to me, well, Cindy, that's amazing. Why don't we have those here? I'd like to answer that question. Stolen by China. (laughs) No, no, not stolen. (laughs) The idiots gave them the technology, and now they're mass producing it. So when they said to me, hey, Cindy, we're going to take your money. Don't worry about it. You know, the government, we're going to invest it because it's going to make jobs in America. I cry horse hockey. (laughs) That is nonsense. 
because what happened in this case, quite obviously, is that this money, aside from that part that paid those scientists and their assistants, has all invested in making jobs where? Where? Anyone? China. 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 And this is just absurd. And this is only one small example of what goes on. And it's and and by the way, there's a law prohibiting prohibiting what the what happened in this case. But is the DOE enforcing that law? Well, apparently not. Not it, in fact, they didn't even look at this situation until NPR brought it to their attention. Did they, and now uh, they're saying, "OMG, how did this happen? Oh my goodness, what am I paying two million federal employees to do?" It is certainly not to sabotage people in this country left and right, and yet that's just what happened in this case. What it doesn't say, Cindy, and I've read the story while, uh, while we were in the middle of a commercial break, it doesn't say under whose administration this was done, do you know? It was started no, in 2017. It was the license transfer began in 2017 and was completed in 2021. So it is. it was two administrations. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not a sign of a presidency that's gone bad. This is a sign of a government. No, but I would think right. if it started under President Trump, he should have seen it and stopped it. Well, I can't monitor everything. I <laughs> think, I this think is a pretty big thing. Is, right. But look at all the criticism he took for the efforts he made to change regulations and to make the government more efficient. My God, they just chewed him alive for that every day. Here, and this is an example. This is $2 million oligarchy that's running our country, 2 million people oligarchy that's running our country. They do whatever the heck they please. It doesn't matter what the law reads. We give them this money, go back to the $400 million of discretion built into that bill. Can you just imagine? The, I mean, billion, $400 billion of discretion. What will these little ants do with that? I can hardly wait to hear. <laughs> You know, okay. it, it, and so for me, America first, I don't know what all these people are alluding to sometime in the past history. Somebody made this comment, and in the end they were an evil person. Well, we don't rule out language permanently because of the behavior of one person. With, with the exception of very few words that have become, if you will, verboten, forbidden words, <laughs> like the N-word. Other than that, we're pretty reasonable, but apparently not. Apparently not. So people take some of these phrases, America first means to me, we're feeding our children. I'm taking care of my family. Isn't that my responsibility? I take care of my family first, and if I find myself with extra money, I can choose to use that money to help other people. But I certainly shouldn't be out bankrupting my family, helping other people, and ignoring the needs at home. Well, I agree with you, America first, uh, with your definition of America first. I, I, I can't disagree with any of it because I think you're absolutely right. But, you know, in this particular instance, what was it, $15 million for research and development is pretty small drop in the bucket the way the federal government spends money. You know, what kind of safeguards should we put in place to make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen? Well, but I wouldn't uh, look at it that way. I would say, look at it Look at it this way. $15 million is the, is a, to plant a seed, but would have grown into a huge, a huge grove of oak trees that for would America. have been worth trillions in, in the long run. So that's why $15 million makes a difference under these circumstances. Go ahead, Cindy. Exactly no, but I was talking right, about the Mark. transfer. You know, last night I was watching a uh, special a documentary about Woodstock 99. And at the very end of that 
was one of the promoters was being interviewed, and the man says, yeah, there were four rapes, but in a city of 250,000 people, probably you get four rapes. And so that's really not very much. <laughs> and I about shot off my couch. I was, I was beside myself with anger. And I, uh, Were they <laughs> legitimate they, rapes? <laughs> yeah, because I said maybe if it was your wife or your daughter or your grandchild, you'd see that whole sentence a whole lot differently, sir. But, you, Joe, just because they wasted $15 million instead of $15 billion is no better. It's a, and it's just an example of the rampant waste. There's no consequence to waste in the federal government. In fact, as you pointed out the other day, it's incentivized. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Well, and it, we well, uh, need to rethink this process because it has gone totally off the rails. What I was in talking a, about, though, when I was asking you what kind of things we should put in place, we spend a lot of money on these studies, on this research, and things like that. It seems to me there should be some overarching authority that determines what happens to it after it's developed. That it's not just some obscure agency that decides to license the technology to someone else. There should be some cabinet-level position, maybe, that's determining what we should do with American technology and intellectual property and how it should be handled. Because right now, if the Chinese, if we didn't give it to them, they'd just steal it. Oh, so that may, then what's the point in trying? Is that what you're saying? Joe? No, I'm not saying. I'm saying I think we need to try even more. We need to be more aggressive in making sure that what we develop in America stays in America or that American companies get the first shot. America first. Right. That's what America there first. There you go. Right. But I'll tell you what I think, too, and this is a, a policy that kind of came out of the last president, is I would say if that product was developed by research and development dollars in the United States of America, it cannot be imported. At, a.k.a. tariffing, it cannot be imported for so many years. Just like if I wrote a song, I own the trademark copyright, whichever the word is, on that song, and you can't use it without talking to me. If I write mean, a book, um, you can't publish it without my permission. I think you mean the exported. I think you mean exported, not imported. No, if, you, if China steals it, it makes the product. We have the biggest oh, we can't market use it. in we the can't world. Buy the product. The biggest oh, we can't consumer buy the product. market. Okay, I got What's you. What does it do to steal it and make it if you can't sell it? Well, they'll if sell we, it someplace else, though. All right, thank you so anyway. much for calling Thanks, in. Cindy. Thank you for letting me vent. You have a, That's what oops, we're here I'm for. I'm sorry, I cut off her, her uh, greeting. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What do you got there, Joe? This is from Tom. He says, private sector probably wanted to make a buck and sent the technology overseas. Private sector are no angels and have the government in their hip pocket. In this case, Tom, it was the government yeah, that sent it overseas. Yeah, I think the overseas. government had the license. This was uh, they not, licensed not the technology and then transferred the license to the Chinese. All right. And this isn't some conservative think tank arguing this. This is NPR. Right. And, Tom, since you're going to bring it up, yes, it was under President Trump's administration to, to start, start with. But then the final license right. was under the well, Biden but see, administration. Yeah, and this is an example of bad presidents or good presidents. This is an example of a government that's got so big that, I mean, even, uh, you know, the, the quintessential president can't steer the Titanic like this. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Hold on, Chris. I just got to hit the button, and then we'll be right back, and you here first. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for enjoying open phones today with us. We appreciate your calling in. Go right ahead. Yeah, I did give my opinion of what America first means to me, or my statement of what America first means to me. You did not ask 
what America first means if you want it to mean something good. Oh, that's you right. You had what, a list. No, if me. you go back, I, I said, how would you define? How would you define America first? How would you define I, it? That means, how would you, if you could define what America first meant, how would you define it? That was no, the question. It means how I, how I define it right now, and no, right that, now it's I asked, the, but, I asked the question, so I know what I meant. No, well, yeah, I know what you, you, well, I know what you said. You said, what does America first mean to and you? And everybody else understood, everybody else understood what I was saying but you. You were the only person who Come didn't understand now. what I was saying. Moving on. <laughs> I know exactly what you said, and I told you my exact answer for it. Well, even but Joseph said you didn't answer the question, so... When he was said it was make America great again, too, so how accurate was he? <laughs> but he answered it. He answered the question. <laughs> or tried uh, to. America first is a junk term now because Trump destroyed it, but it was fascist to start with. So you, How much more do you need to know? It's fascist to start with, to say America first, put America first, that's fascist. That's its history. That's its most recent history and why nobody's used it for 50 years. Years. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, and the vets bill. I thought you said that the, the Republicans did something good about the vets bill yesterday. Did I mishear that too? I didn't say anything but about they the passed it. I think we mentioned it. that they passed it. Everybody the, passed it. They passed it, and you said it was good that they got rid of the slush fund. No, I, I don't know that they got rid of the slush fund, so I never said well, that. Yeah, that must That's have been the in the thing. CBS headline. That may have been in the CBS. the opposite way. The next day, did they not believe? Is it no longer a slush fund? Did they cave on principle? Their principles? What happened? John Stewart scared the heck out of them, and they realized. I guess. Yeah. I guess they're afraid of John Stewart. Yeah, I think that's it. And, and so all they did was get everybody upset at them, and then they caved the next day. Wonderful. But there were How changes. There were are. changes in the bill, but I don't know what they were. Do you? No, there were no changes in the bill because it did not go back to the House again. If they had changed the bill, it would have go, had to go back to the House and be voted on again. Well, so either that or conference. Might have all did gone not. to conference. It did not. Well, then I don't it know. Went straight to the president after the House vote, and they never had another, uh, after the Senate vote, and they never had a House vote. So it was not changed at all, and they all switched to the other side again, just like they voted the first time. I just wanted to make that clear because you did say it implied in the beginning that the show last yesterday that it had changed. All right, we got you. What no, else? I you said got? I thought it should change. I didn't say it did. All right, Chris, we got callers well, waiting. Listen to the tape, buddy. You listen to <laughs> we it. We don't I have any tapes. Anyway, Chris, you get another minute. Go right ahead. Well, another minute. Well. Uh, I have always wondered why the United States government does not own, is not able to own copyrights on or on business techniques that there are developed by the government instead of selling them to a business at a cheap rate or letting a foreign country, as if as is reported, is true. In the battery case, why can't the government 
have a copyright on things it developed and financed. And then everybody who makes one would profit the U.S. Treasury. Ooh, I like I've that. never understood that. If anybody can explain that to me, hmm. please inform me. All right. Something Thank to you. do with a commonwealth, I'm assuming, but who knows? Good question. All right. Thank you so much, okay. Chris. Thanks. For, yep. Appreciate the call. All right. got to take a quickie break. We'll be right back. we got our last three callers of the day lined up. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to On the Mark. And in checking a story in Newsweek, it says that there were some things dropped from the year bill, not added. So Chris was right. Not a word has been added, but some things were dropped. All right. Okay. Dan, you're on the mark. That's according to Newsweek. Morning. Well, this is a song. The American first. Dan, your phone, is, up? Yeah, your phone up. is cutting out. Go up to the second floor. Go near a window. Stick your head out. Yeah, but don't <laughs> fall and don't move. I'm, I'm right where I'm always at. Well, today, though, I'm you're breaking up. Must have been your ass. No, it's on yours, but we all our other phone calls have been fine. <laughs> or just this connection, Joe. It's right. quite possible. Okay. Well, I'll walk out. I'll get right at it, but... Uh, but can you hear me now? Yes, yep, much that's better. better. Thank you. Can you hear Chris, uh, Chris is wrong about fascism? America first or America great was the opposite. Fascism. Every person I know that was in the MAGA movement was for free, free, freedom and more freedom. That's what it was all about. But the powers that be, we know who they are, the woke left, they like that. They want to be globalist. So that is, so we were the ones that were for freedom. Except Trump was the best freedom <laughs> that we've ever had in my lifetime. Except for women. Uh, that blow, blow. No, that is that is even many presidents problem more than Trump ever had a problem in office. But we had the best president and you know the woke left did not like him, did not want him, and now we're paying the price. We're paying a great price. I Everybody I knew, you're going to pay a big price. And it wasn't brilliant on my part. It was obvious what was going to happen. And 
Mike Pay Lance's call. I love that <laughs> when he said, "Now I'm enlightened," and that's part of the problem in America. We don't want no light. <laughs> that's I right. keep talking about the fifties. I have to stop well, you there because we've had enough of your light, and we have to get somebody else's. So. <laughs> okay, you guys have a good day, and thank you. Yeah, Dan. Stay cool, Dan. Stay yep. cool. Thank you so much for calling in, Bob. You are the next caller. You get two and a half minutes. Good. Uh, yesterday on your program, right after that frozen embryo thing, you said you were in your tree stand in February and didn't freeze your brain. I think you had a problem. <laughs> yesterday morning, by 8.30, you said that the road was closed at Broadway and 18th Street in Seals Grove. It is Broad Street, which you corrected later on, but three times before 8.30, you said Broadway. <laughs> the other thing I had in mind, did you guys know that uh, the woman on The View the other day said when that shooter at the mall killed that guy, that boy, he should have been arrested because he had a gun in the restricted area. And the other thing was where Chelsea was on The View sometime, I can't remember her married name, but Chelsea uh, Clinton said that it was a shame that that 10-year-old girl was raped and got pregnant. I understand that. That is, that is true. But she forgot to mention that the guy that raped her was undocumented. And the other statement was, Schumer said, when Kavanaugh came in, they're going to put a wrath on him that you have never seen before. A guy traveled all the way from California to, to kill him, so I believe he should be charged, too, like they're doing with this uh, January 6th deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, uh, and I thought the president was supposed to protect his citizens of this United States. He's far from doing that. Well, I think you're, I think you're on sound ground for most of your points. I think the fact that the border is being sealed in a few areas now underscores the fact that President Biden is realizing that you cannot, you know, if you can just get a handle on inflation, he might not be in the doldrums so bad in terms of ratings, but you can have an open border, well, border that has numerous openings in it, sealed in some areas, but open in others, and still win re-election anymore in the U.S. Good point. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. All right, Mike, last caller of the day. Thank you for calling in. Go right ahead. I don't know. I don't think you should ever say things like he can't or don't and it won't happen. Anything can happen, okay? This is, <laughs> we're in uncharted territory. Now, as far as America first, well, you know what? That was one of Trump's mantras, and, and I believed him, and I, and I think he, he was absolutely correct. Case, case in point, NATO countries, the members not paying their fair share, okay? America's paying their fair share. NATO countries shouldn't be not paying their fair share. So in my mind, what are those countries doing with the money they're they're not paying for their defense? Well, we're paying their defense bill, and and they can go about spending their tax money on improving their economy, improving their businesses, improving their society, whereas we don't have that money to spend because we're paying their fair share. So to me, I don't see anything wrong with when Trump used that phrase, America first. And, I, and, and twisting it into he's a Nazi and, and Republicans are Nazis, that's just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, there's enough insanity on both sides to tar and feather everyone. I, to, to, to try to say we're bad people just because we voted for Trump, that's just <laughs> who, that's who, poor form. Who said you were a Nazi? <laughs> Well, you're in, certainly in a basket of deplorables. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's continuous. And I mean, like Mark, you just threw uh, you you said something about the guy talking about freedom or something. And he said, "Well, what about women?" Well, what about women? Tell me what you meant by that. 
Well, President Trump was pro-life uh, during the last uh, 10 years of his, uh, during the current 10 years of his life, he's pro-life now, but women want choice. So if you say that women should not have choice, and or women, you cannot say women can have no choices and freedom both. What happened in Kansas in this recent election? Uh, a red state voted to allow to to not to allow per- abortion, right, the to right to abortion, abortion to be right. taken out of their state constitution. Right. That was what mm-hmm. happened. Right. And isn't 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 that what the Supreme Court they made a ruling yep. that said abortion, the right to abortion, isn't in the constitution? It's the state's responsibility. So what did we just have? We had a red state. We had a red state put it on the ballot, and guess what happened? It abortion stands. Okay, so to me, the system is working if you use the guidelines that we have. But if you keep making changes and making up new things and muddying the waters, uh, I, I don't think I don't think we're on the right track. That's uh, that's a great last, point, Mike. That's a great point, and that is exactly what the Supreme Court intended for each state to make its own decision. And the voters of that state, you know, I've heard it. Challenge or Harold is a victory for the Democrats. No, it's a victory for states' rights, if you will. The fact that the states made a decision on how they would be governed in their own territory. Absolutely. It, but instead of celebrating that the system is working, the Democrats turn it into a partisan issue. And I, and I understand that. Oh, yeah. The, Democrats, the, bad. Well, I, I do Republicans, understand good. It. It's the way it is. <laughs> but, but here's the last thing I'm going to say. That's my you line. Know, a year ago, I, I mentioned, maybe, well, I guess I mentioned about people walking across the street playing with their cell phones. Yesterday, at the busiest intersection of Bloomsburg, I seen a whole family fooling around with little kids in the stroller, walking across the intersection, thinking that everything's going to keep themselves safe, but them doing what needs to be done. <laughs> Paying attention. Okay. Hey, we thanks, got Mike. you, Mike. Thank you so much. We'll have open phones Mike. tomorrow. And I'll see you Monday. Tomorrow's Financial Friday. John Shipman will be here. We'll talk about with the Pennsylvania Motor Transport Association. This is WKOK Sunbury.